Hello humans, you are listening to the sensation of the moment. Be careful. If you are an ignorant person who will not expand your knowledge, then leave as soon as possible from here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fifth episode of the second season of Cool Historians. Thank you so much for listening to my last episode about ancient Egypt. I really loved your feedback and I really hope you like this episode as much as you liked the previous one. Today we will talk about one of the most intriguing uh, historical figures of all Balkans. We're going to talk about uh, a person that initiated the Greek Revolution, but also he was um, with Albanian origin, someone that is said that he wanted to create the Albanian uh, independent states from the Ottoman Empire way before Ismail Shemali did in 1912. Today, we'll talk about the Lion of Yanina, Adipash Tepelena. Let's go make some history. <laughs> Alipash Tepelena, or as he is otherwise known as the Lion of Yanina, is one of the most intriguing figures in Albanian history. He was not only a warrior, but also a very skilled diplomat and a politician of Albanian movement against the Ottoman Empire. But what do we know about this mysterious figure? Born in 1740 and died in 1822 in one of his castles on Lake Yanina, present-day Greece, Ali Pasha is said to have come from a noble family from the city of Tepelena that is located in the present-day southern of Albania. We should remember that Albania was occupied by the Ottoman Empire during this time. This genetic inheritance, together with the political conditions of the country, such as the creation of independent pashas, created a good opportunity for the ambitious pasha. His diplomatic and administrative skills, his interest in modernist ideas and concepts, his popular Muslim pity, his respect towards other religions, his harshness in imposing law and order, and his looting practices towards persons and communities in order to increase his proceeds, caused both the admiration and the criticism of his contemporaries, as well as an ongoing controversy among historians regarding his personality. Ali Pasha is known in history as the Second Albanian after Skanderbeg, who strongly opposed the Ottoman Empire and has been very important for Albanian, Greek and Turkish history. In Western literature, Ali Pasha became the personification of an oriental despot. If we analyze a little the personality of Ali Pasha and the environment where he grew up, we will see that Ali's grandfather, Mukhtar Bey, and great-grandfather were both uh, bandit chieftains. His grandfather had died during the 1716 siege of Corfu in Greece. His father, Beni Bey, was a local ruler of Tepelena. But the ambition for power, in fact according to many scholars, came from his mother, who came from a noble family of Beys. His father was assassinated in 1752 and he was brought up by his mother, Hanko. In Ali's early years, he distinguished himself as a bandit. 
The family lost much of its political and material status following the murder of his father. In 1758, his mother, Hanko, formed a, and led a brigand band that started to inspire the boy with her own fears, with a view to revenge and recovery of their lost wealth. It should, it should be understood that uh, the 17th and 18th century are known in the history of the Ottoman Empire as a period of Balkan anarchism, which means that thefts were frequent and there was no order in these territories. According to Sir Charles Byron, one of the friends of Ali Pasha, Ali inherited a sixth dram at the musket after the death of his father. Ali collected a few followers from among the retainers of his father, made himself master, first of one village and then of another, increased his power, and at last found himself at the head of a considerable body of Albanians. Ali had a great trauma in his childhood, as it said that the villagers of Kardici, it's a village in uh, Albanian territories present day, kidnapped his mother and sister and raped them when Aliyo was only 10 years old. When she died, Ali's mother entrusted him to take revenge of the villagers of Karvich for what they had done to her. And exactly in 1812, 40 years later, when Ali had taken power, he carried out a real massacre in the village of Karvich, killing all the men of his village. But anyways, let's go back again in his childhood. Ali became a famous brigand leader and attracted the attention of the Ottoman authorities. He was assigned to suppress brigandage and fought for the Sultan and the Empire with a great bravery, particularly against the famous rebel Pasvatoglu. He aided the Pasha of Negroponte, that is in the territories of Greece, in putting down a rebellion at Shkoder. Shkoder is uh, uh, the city, one of the most famous cities of present-day Albania. It was during this period that he was introduced to the Janissary units and was inspired by their discipline. Janissary, for the ones that don't uh, remember from the Skanerbeg episode, was an elite group of military forces of the Ottoman Empire, kind of like a special force of the empire. In 1768, he married the daughter of the wealthy Kaptan Pasha of Belvina, one of the noble families of Albania, with whom he entered into an alliance. And after some time with a treasury that characterized him, he sued Kaptan Pasha in Istanbul causing to his father-in-law the post as head of the Delvina area, and then he caused his death. Ali was appointed as a mutasarif that was an administrative authority of any of certain sanjaks. Sanjaks, by the way, were administrative divisions of the Ottoman Empire. He was appointed directly by the Sultan of Yanina at the end of 1784 or beginning of 1785 but was soon dismissed, returning to the position at the end of 1787 or start of 1788. And during this period that he was appointed as the guardian of the street of the Sanjak of Yanina, the cities of the Sanjak were in maximum peace. Ali Pasha had a very interesting way of preventing theft or murder in the streets by placing as street protectors or police exactly the bandits of his old gang. To do a comparison with nowadays is the same as the US government or the US president puts the as police in the street, ex-mobsters or mafia bosses. It's the same idea. After supporting the Sultan in the conflicts between local feudal lords, he was appointed to the rule of Sanjak of Delvina in 1785 with the title of Pasha, in reward for his services at Banat during the Austro-Turkish War from 1787 to 1791. He was additionally granted the Sanjak of Trikalia in 1787, which was at the time suffering from brigand raids. After achieving peace in Trikalia by hunting down brigands with the same method, 
he was granted the role of supervisor of the talks of Toscaria and Epirus. In 1787 or 1788, he seized control of the town of Yanina. It became, during his rule, the financial center of all of Epirus and Albania, and enlisted most of the brigands under his own banner. The same year, Ali declared himself by force ruler of the Sanjak of Yanina under the title Pasha of Yanina, delegating the title of Pasha of Trikalia to his son Beni, that had the name of Ali Pasha father. This marked the beginning of the Pashalik of Yanina, and Yanina would be his power base for the next 33 years. Over this period, Ali took advantage of a weak Ottoman government to expand his territories still further until he gained control over most of Albania and northwestern Greece. During wartime, Ali Pasha could assemble an army of 50,000 men in a matter of two or three days and could double that number in two or three weeks. This shows how much influence Ali Pasha had on the people of the Albanian and Greek territories. As Pasha of Yanina, he slowly laid the foundations for the creation of an almost independent state, which included a large part of Greece and Albania. During his rule, the town of Yanina developed into a major educational, cultural, political and economic hub. In order to achieve his goals, he allied with all religious and ethnic groups in his territory. At the same time, he did not hesitate to fiercely crush any opponent, as he also developed relations with European powers. Also, how strong Ali Pasha was shown at an historical episode of 1808 when Sultan Mahmud II summoned all his vassals to a meeting in Istanbul to discuss their rule. Ali Pasha did not go under the pretext that he did not take orders from the Sultan and was the absolute leader of his territories. After that, he made several attempts to create an independent small Albanian state with Sultan Mahmud II, but nothing happened. Although, even before in 1791, Ali Pasha asked in a written letter to Catherine II of Russia to create a protectorate of new Albanian state. And this also failed because uh, Queen Katerina didn't accept. Ali's policy as a ruler of Yanina was mostly governed by expediency. He operated as a semi-independent despot and pragmatically allied himself with whoever offered the most advantage at the time. In fact, it was Ali Pasha and his Albanian soldiers and mercenaries who subdued the independent solely that is in present-day Greek ter territories. Ali Pasha wanted to establish in the Mediterranean a sea power which would be counterpart of that of the day of Algeria, Ahmed Ben Ayyub. In order to gain the seaport of the Albanian coast, which was dominated by Venice, Ali Pasha formed an alliance with Napoleon Bonaparte of France, who had established Francois Pugville as his general consul in Yanina, and he stayed very near with Ali Pasha with the complete consent of the Ottoman Sultan Selim III. After this alliance with Napoleon, Ali Pasha became famous all over Europe where Western European newspapers of the time wrote week after week about Ali Pasha, and European writers began writing books about him. After the Treaty of Tilsitko, where Napoleon granted the Tsar his plan to dismantle the Ottoman Empire, Ali Pasha switched sides and allied with Great Britain in 1807. This also because of the early Russian refusal to assist Ali Pasha in achieving his goal of creating an independent state. A detailed account of his alliance with the British was written by Sir Richard Church. His actions, of course, were permitted by the Ottoman government in Istanbul. Lord Charles Byron visited the Ali's court in Yanina in 1809 and recorded the encounter in his work Child Harold. He evidently uh, had mixed feelings about the despot, noting the splendor of Ali Pasha court and the Albanian and the Greek cultural revival that he encouraged in Yanina, which Byron described as being superior in wealth, 
refinement and learning to any other Ottoman town. In a letter to his mother, however, Byron deplored Ani's cruelty. His Highness is a tyrant, said Byron. Guilty of the most horrible cruelties, very brave, so good a general that they called him Mahometan Bonaparte, but as barbarous as his successful roasting rebels, etc. etc. Different tales also about his sexual proclivities emerged from Western visitors to Pasha's court, including Lord Byron, the Baron de Vandoncourt, and Frederick North, Earl of Guildford. These documenters wrote that he kept a large harem of uh, both women and men. Such accounts may reflect the Orientalist imagination of Europe and underplay the historical role of Pasha rather than telling us anything concrete about his sexuality. After the death of his first wife, Ali Pasha uh, married an Orthodox Albanian named Vasilichia. They had an age difference of 42 years. He fell in love with her so much that he built a castle in her name in the Porto Palermo area in Albanian territories. And she loved him so much that even after his death, she had uh, very high demands from Western and Oriental officials to get married, but she never accepted. Vasilichia stood out as a very beautiful woman, and from the novel Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas, where he talks about the beauty of this woman that was married with one of the most powerful rulers of the time. Ali Pasha, according to one opinion, was a cruel and faithless tyrant. Still, he was not a Turk, but an Albanian. He was a rebel against the Sultan, and he was so far an indirect friend of the Sultan's enemies. Throughout his rule, he is known to have maintained close relations and corresponded with famous leaders such as Hussein Gradashevich, Ibrahim Bushati, Mehmed Ali Pasha, and Ibrahim Pasha. Though certainly no friend of the Greek nationalists, he had personally ordered the painful execution of the Kleb Kansantones. His rule brought relative stability. It was only after his forceful deposition that the people of Greece objected to the rule of Sultan Mahmud II and the newly appointed Mursid Pasha, and thus began the Greek War of Independence. So, the beginning of the Greek Revolution happened with the financing of Ali Pasha Tepeleda, with a mission to create a joint Albanian-Greek state. Ali Pasha used Greek in his court, and over the gate of his castle in Yanina, there was an inscription in Greek claiming his descent from King Pyrrhus of Epirus. It is reported that he conversed with foreigners in Greek. But obviously, remembering that the correspondence with the French and Russian earlier, he used Albanian language, and his motives were clearly to create an Albanian state from Yanina to today's Bosnia. A long epic poem known as the Ali Pashait, consisting of more than 10,000 lines, is dedicated to the exploits of Ali Pasha. The Ali Pashait was composed by Haji Shakreti, an Albanian Muslim from Dalvina, and was written entirely in Greek since the author considered it a more prestigious language in which to praise his master. Obviously, Ali Pasha is known as a very violent man. In 1808, Mihir Dar, a commanding janissary of Ali Pasha, captured one of his most renowned uh, opponents, the Greek Klept Katsantonis, who was executed in public by having his bones broken with a sledgehammer. One of Ali's most notorious crimes without a legal indictment was the mass murder of 17 or 18 chosen young Greek girls of Yanina. They were without a trail, tied up as sacks and drowned in Lake Pambotis. Oral Aromanian, which are the descendants of Romanians, a tradition or a song, tells us about the cruelty of Ali Pasha's troops.
In October 1798, Ali's troops attacked the coastal town of Preveza, which was defended by a small garrison of uh, 280 French guardians and local Greeks. When the town was finally conquered, a major slaughter occurred against the local people as retaliation for their resistance. He also tortured the French and Greek prisoners of war before their execution. A French officer described the tortures ordered by Ali Pasha in his cruel character by saying, The chamber where Mr. Tissot had been locked was facing to this place with the bloody remainders of the French and Greeks killed in Preveza. The officer witnessed the cruel death of several Prevezans, whom Ali sacrificed to his rage and the behavior of the Pasha during executions, 100 times more cruel than Nero, the, the Roman emperor. Ali was viewing with sarcasm the torments of his victims. His bloody soul enjoyed with pleasure these tortures. Every French captive was given a razor with which he was forced to skin the severed heads of his compatriots. Those who refused were beaten on the head with clubs. After the heads were skinned, the masks were salted and put in cloth bags. When the operation was finished, the French were driven back into the hangar and they were warned to prepare for death. Soon after they brought the unfortunate Prevenzans, whose hands had been tied behind their back by the Albanians, they piled them in the large boats and drove to Salagora, a small island in the Gulf of Arda, that is again in the Greek territories nowadays, where a legion of executioners was waiting. Ali made a hecaton of these 400 unfortunates. Their heads were carried in triumph and then offered in Yanina a spectacular show of his cruelty. In the early 19th century, his troops completed the destruction of the once prosperous cultural center of Moskopoli in modern southeastern Albania and had forced its Armenian uh, population to flee from the region. Many Armenians scattered throughout the Balkans, founding settlements such as Khrushchevo, but also left the region and went to other countries, forming an Armenian diaspora. As for the religion, Ali Pasha was very pro-religious harmony. He himself was born into a Muslim family. Regardless, the struggle for power and the political turmoils within the empire required for him to support non-Muslim or heterodox priests, beliefs and orders, and especially the Orthodox Christian population which formed the majority of the population in the region he ruled. One of the spiritual figures which influenced him was Saint Cosmas. Ali ordered and supervised the construction of a monastery dedicated to him near the city of Berat in present-day Albania. Ali Pasha maintained control over the Christian population but respected the monasteries and stayed on good terms with the upper clergy. He strongly supported the Sufi orders, well spread in Romania, and Ali was close to the dominant Sufi orders as the Najbandi, Alveli, Sadie, or even Alevi. Specifically, the famous Sufi shrines in Yanina and Parga were Najbandi. The order that was mostly supported by him was Bektashi, and he is accepted today to have been a Bektashi follower, initiated by Baba Shemin of Fushkroy. Through his patronage, Bektashism spread in Thessaly, Epirus, south of Albania and in the city of Kruja. Ali's tomb headstone was kept by the crown touch of the Bektashi order. Nasipi Tahir Babai, a Bektashi saint, is regarded as one of the three spiritual advisors of Ali Pasha. In 1819, Halet Effendi, brought to the attention of Sultan Mahmud II, issues related to Ali Pasha. Alet Efendi accused Ali Pasha of gripping power and influence in Ottoman Romania, territories of Balkans, away from the Sublim port. In 1820, Ali Pasha, after long tensions with the Turkish reforms, ordered the assassination of Gashgo Bey, a 
political opponent in Istanbul. Sultan Mahmud II, who sought to restore the authority of the Supplying Court, took this as a major opportunity to move against Ali Pasha by ordering his immediate deposition. Ali Pasha refused to resign his official's post and put up a fierce resistance to the Sultan's troop movement. As some 20,000 Turkish troops led by Hursid Pasha were fighting Ali Pasha's small but formidable army, yet most of his followers abandoned him without fighting and fled, including Androstos and his sons Veli and Muhtar, who joined the Ottoman army. Among these were Omer Vrioni and Alexis Notsos, who went unopposed to Yanina, which was besieged in uh, September 1820. On December 4th, 1820, Ali Pasha and the Soliots, which was an Orthodox community composed of Greeks and Albanians, formed an anti-Ottoman coalition to which the Soliots contributed with 3,000 soldiers. Ali Pasha gained the support of the Soliots mainly because he offered to allow the return of the Soliots to their land and partly by appeal to their perceived Albanian origin. Initially, the coalition was successful and managed to control most of the region. But when the Muslim Albanian troops of Ali Pasha were informed of the beginning of the Greek revolts in the Morea, it was terminated. Ali's rebellion against the supply port increased the value of the Greek military element since their services were sought by the port as well. He is said to have contracted the services of the Klebs and Soliots in exile in the Ionian island, as well as the Armatols under his command. However, he feared that the Klebs might root him before the arrival of the Ottoman Turks. His separatist actions constitute a great example of the institutional corruption and dividing trends prevailing in the Ottoman Empire at the time. His effort to become an independent ruler finally caused the reaction of the supply port which sent the army against him. What caused great anger in the Sultan is the mission that Alipash de Belena undertook to rescue Capodistria, who was one of the leaders of the Greek Revolution who had handcuffed by the Ottomans and placed in the Belgrade prison. Territories of Alipasha stretched from Yanina to Elbasan in Albania, then all of the North Macedonia territories, to some parts of Bulgaria, until on the border with Athens, and including all the Greg Ionian Islands. This whole area was taxed by Alipash de Belena. After about two years of fighting, in January 1822, Ottoman forces had taken most of the fortifications of Yanina except the fortified palace inside the Castro village, where Ali Pasha had hidden all his wealth. And even during the siege by the Ottoman forces, Ali Pasha ordered Selim, one of his soldiers, to blow up all the property so that the Turks would not take the wealth he had. In that moment, Ali Pasha opened negotiations. Deceived with offers of a full pardon, he was persuaded to leave the fortress and settle in the monastery of Saint Patelemion on the island in Lake Pambotis of Ayanina, previously taken by the Ottoman army during the siege. This was actually a trick by the Ottoman general to get Ali Pasha out of the castle. He was killed there and beheaded by an Ottoman unit in 1822. An interesting fact comes to us from an interesting historical figure. Exactly the English Jewish Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli, who stayed around Yanina for about six months. In one of his memories, he says that he had dinner with a man who beheaded Ali Pasha de Belena, and he was Mehmet Pasha of Negropont, who was Albanian. So the Albanian leader was killed by an Albanian and not by a Turk. Hursid Pasha, the general of the Sultan, to whom it was presented on a large dish of silver plate, rose to receive it, bowed three times before it, and respectfully kissed the beard, expressing aloud his wish that he himself might deserve a similar end. To such an extent did the admiration with which Ali's bravery inspired this man to efface the memory of his crimes. Ali Pasha was buried with full honors in a mausoleum 
next to the Fethiye Mosque in Yanina, which still stands. Despite his brutal rule, villagers paid their less respect to Ali. Never was seen greater mourning than that of the warlike Epirots. The former monastery in which Ali Pasha was killed is today a popular tourist attraction. The holes made by the bullets can still be seen and the monastery has dedicated to him a museum, which includes a number of his personal possessions. But the political death of Pasha is later, exactly in 1830, in the massacre of Manastir. So, the assassination of Albanian leaders by the Prime Minister of the Ottoman Empire of Georgian origin Rashid Mehmed Pasha killed for 10 years all Albanian leaders who had settled in the territories of the Ottoman Empire as rulers by Ali Pasha posed a danger to the Sultan. The Sultan, in order to scare all the rebels of the empire, exposed Ali Pasha's head in the middle of the city of Istanbul. This was the end of Ali Pasha Tembelena. He has an extraordinary and very interesting importance for the Albanian and Greek history, as he has left traces in the whole state formation of these two countries. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you enjoyed it and see you in the next episode. Oh, thank you.